0: Welcome to At the Forefront, FinTech Conversations. I'm Eric Soderbergh. I'm a managing partner here at Forefront. And with me today are two of the founders of Receipts Depository Corporation, RDC. Ankit Mehta, CEO, and Ishan Narain, Chief Product Officer. Welcome to the show, guys.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Glad you could join. Uh, Before we jump in, I'd like to give our our listeners and viewers a little more background information on the two of you. it's so my understanding the two of you both spent about 10 years at City in their depository receipts business. Uh, you left there last year to start RDC. Franklin Templeton, BTIG, Broadhaven Ventures are some of your investors. And you just came out of stealth to launch your first product, the Bitcoin DR, the Bitcoin depository receipt. So maybe Ankit, before we get into talking about your product specifically. Or into any conversations about uh, a potential Bitcoin ETF, uh, let's uh, take it from the top. Tell us what challenges are you looking to solve with your product?
2: Uh, and thank you again, Eric, for having us. So uh, maybe it would help for the audience to um, understand the context of BTCDRs by providing some history on the depositary receipt product. Um, depositary receipts were first created nearly a hundred years ago in 1927 to largely address an investor access problem with foreign experts. And when it comes to investing in a foreign market, institutional investors, their intermediaries or agents face a number of challenges, including operational workflows. Do do I need to set up local custody in the foreign market? How does the clearance and settlement behave in that market versus the rest of my portfolio? Um, Or unfamiliar counterparties? Who am I facing off with in that market? Am I really comfortable with them? Um, what's the legal and regulatory structure? Am I okay with local market securities laws? And, and what are the implications um, that my investment? Um, and, and lastly, you know, what does ownership and control look like? Does my allocation really perfect the rights of ownership or am I'm, I'm entitled to the underlying economics and governance right of that security that I wanna buy? So out of all of these challenges, Led to the creation of the depository receipt, which is a clearing system eligible security that is curated and directly backed by an underlying asset held by a custodian and designed to maximize the rights of ownership and minimize the operational counterparty and regulatory risk. And since its curation, DRs have become the tried and true method of cross border investing with over a trillion dollars in value held by institutional investors. And they've been issued by some of the largest companies in the world, including Alibaba, Samsung, and Nokia. Now, changing the view to your your question, when we look at the evolution of the digital asset market and some of the challenges that institutional investors and and their intermediaries and agents face, those challenges today are synonymous with the challenges that investors had nearly a century ago. where where you where they view that digital asset market as a foreign market and, and they ask questions like you know what technology investment do i need to make because bitcoin for instance doesn't have a QSIP, it doesn't sell in dtc it doesn't fit in with my existing workflow um, some of the other questions we hear are you know what are the new counterparties i need to work with and of course you know what what is the regulatory framework look like um, we believe the Bitcoin DR can solve many of these institutional access products to Bitcoin uh, and provide a con- provide the convenience of direct ownership within the safety and soundness of the traditional securities market by being able to be held in DTC. That,
0: that makes a lot of sense. Maybe, Ishan, dive, dive one level deeper. Tell us, uh, tell us about the Bitcoin DR specifically. What are some of the benefits of, of that product?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Eric, and, and Ankit, Very nicely laid out sort of the context of the DR structure and and the challenges that it typically has solved in the markets. And now that we're seeing some of the same challenges coming into the Bitcoin marketplace, especially when it comes to institutional investors, the Bitcoin DR is designed to sort of help with those issues. So to give give you some context, the Bitcoin DR is being issued under exemption from registration, um, and it's using this rule 144A safe harbor that's being, you know, that allows it to be sort of held by qualified institutional buyers and transferred amongst them. And so it's restricted to that group of investor, because we believe that's where the largest challenges lie in this in this sort of asset class and the use of this asset class. And some of the key benefits that the DR structure, as Ankit outlined, laid lay out in this case, are the fact that the DR structure, you know, is, is something that is settled and cleared in DTC, and just like that. Just like that construct, the Bitcoin DR itself will be DTC eligible. Um, it is something that is custodied in DTC, just like these institutions are used to custodying other stocks that they own. So they won't be facing off with any new counterparties. They will just be dealing with their DTC custodian. Uh, they'll be following the same settlement processes they follow for any other product that's issued under these sort of SEC exemptions. This is a common, commonly used exemption for institutional investors in the marketplace. So, you know, there's zero disruption to the workflows that they follow. There's going to be a QSIV assigned to the Bitcoin DR. There's an ISIN. And so this product allows these institutional investors to follow their existing workflows, own the asset, as well as if they'd like transfer it amongst other qualified institutional buyers like themselves. Um, And of course, because of the construct that we've created, it's within the SEC's sort of exemption and well-worn exemptions, we're partnering with sort of regulated counterparties in this space. The custodian we're partnering with is Anchorage Digital. It's the first OCC Chartered Digital Asset Bank that's acting as a custodian in this space. We're also partnering with Broadridge, which is a well-known SEC registered transfer agent. They'll be helping us with the sort of the establishment, the custody of the facility and the activity within DTC. This is all comforting from an institutional standpoint because again, everyone is following a regulated construct Workflows are not disrupted. They're using a product that fits into their downstream processes, maintaining that zero disruption sort of mindset. And so that they can focus more on the sort of investment opportunity, if that's what they still so choose. And we can help them with the execution, which is what the DR product sort of enables. And the counterparties that we mentioned again, allow these folks to sort of operate in the system that they're used to. Uh, and that's where we think that Bitcoin DR really sort of adds value uh, to the ecosystem when it comes to uh, specifically institutional investors.
0: Yeah, Ankit, can I go back to you for the next question? I wanna go even like one layer, even deeper. Can you, we mentioned Ishan, the workflow a bunch of times, no disruption to current workflows, but could you like just walk us through like the process specifically about who's who's requesting the DR, how it's being processed, who are the counterparties involved? Can you take us through that please?
2: Sure, so, so as Ishan uh, sort of mentioned, uh, the Bitcoin Depository receipt is a 144A security, which means that it's restricted to qualified institutional buyers or QIBs or QUIGs for short. Um, so a sample sort of transaction workflow for the issuance of a DR, the creation of a DR by a QUIG could work as follows. Um, a QUIG who's currently the owner of the deposited property, in this case, Bitcoin, Uh, can transfer such property to the depositary's custodians for benefit account. The QUIB must then provide the following documentation for information to the depositary, uh, which is one, an attestation that it is a QUIB and the DR securities can only be transferred amongst QUIBs, and two, instructions for delivering the DR securities within DTC. Now, upon confirmation that the custodian has received that deposited property and RDC as the depository instructs its transfer agent, as we mentioned, Broadridge, uh, to create and deliver the DR or the instructions received by that quit. So this is a a sort of a a 100,000 view of of, of what a transaction could look like when it comes to creating the depository receipt. But an important aspect to mention is that in this flow, there is no change in the beneficial ownership between the party depositing and the party receiving the DR. And that receipt of the DR within DTC is done as a free of payment delivery because it's simply a conversion of one format of the deposit property to another. And that's really RDC's role as a depositaries to to act as that conversion agent, if you will
0: gotcha okay so let me let me ask you a question I, I suspect is on a lot of a lot of people's minds we we keep hearing in the news all the time about the potential approval of a bitcoin etf how does your product relate or play into that sort of sort of situation maybe Ashan, sean you could you could address that one
1: yeah happy to so um you know absolutely it's, it's great for the marketplace that you know a product like the etf is something that's being contemplated and potentially coming to the market soon. And, you know, obviously the DR itself, along with the ETF and other institutional products are good products to be introduced to this space because of some of the benefits they provide and because they've been sort of tried and tested in various market cycles and have provided lots of value to investors for long periods of time. And we think the DR, just like the ETF, you know, is a complementary product that helps institutions sort of access the underlying asset uh, we view the DR actually as, as a complement, specifically to the ETF because their histories are a bit intertwined and, and a little bit of a history lesson sort of anecdotally, which not a lot of people know, but the first sort of listed ETF in the U.S. was the, the SPDR, S&P doctor uh, which is still sort of active today and very liquid. Uh, in fact, has done really well for a long period of time. The DR and s doctor obviously refers to the depository receipt, showing sort of the influence of the DR and the way it works on how the ETFs were eventually sort of designed and structured. So, you know, there is a history of, of sort of a, a complement to that product. Uh, DRs are, are raw material for the general in, institutional ecosystem. So not only ETFs, but other, you know, funds and other sort of institutional use cases uh, can use the DR as a raw material for them to build their own products. So we're excited that there's all these products being contemplated. We think we'll just add to the, the sort of benefits that this, ecosystem is, is, is really, you know, hopefully looking for and hopefully it'll help institutionalize the space. Uh, one thing just to double click on in terms of the Bitcoin DR and the DR structure itself, just to sort of outline some of the features that that make it such a good raw material, wanted to just dive into a little bit of some of the, the benefits that the DR provides. Um, so, so one obvious uh, aspect that it's important to understand is that the DR itself is typically something that is a claim on the underlying asset, in this case, Bitcoin, that's sitting at the custodian, you know, as as Ankit sort of outlined, which means that the Bitcoin DR is held at sort of the value of the underlying Bitcoin itself. No expenses or fees are deducted from the value, which is why it makes it a really good alternative to owning the underlying Bitcoin itself, because it's effectively the same thing, but in a better structure for sort of institutional products, something that's a bit more interoperable. Uh, The other thing to highlight is it's, universally fungible so any qualified institutional buyer as Ankit outlined uh, can who can own the underlying and has access to the securities marketplace through DTC can technically get the underlying asset back if they'd like or create more DRs right if they fit that profile of of being qualified institutional buyers so it is fungible for all parties that can do that um, which is which is obviously a unique feature and it's good for the the sort of ecosystem broadly, and and, the, and all the market participants who could potentially utilize this product. Uh, the other thing, as I alluded to earlier, is can, it can be held in fund portfolios and other institutional products, which is again, you know, good for the ecosystem and and allows the sort of development of various institutional products hopefully over time, which is again overall a positive for the space. Um, so you know, we think that these these sort of features of the Bitcoin DR and the DR itself will help enhance products like. ETFs and other products that may come to the market over time.
0: That, that sounds that sounds amazing. So you just launched the, mm-hmm. the the Bitcoin DR. I think from the press release I read, you talk about getting into other digital assets, other products. What, what's, what's on the horizon for you guys?
2: Yeah, so we're actively exploring DRs for some of the most widely used digital assets, uh, as well as alternative assets, where we think that the DR can really unlock value for investors. Uh, and We expect to add more in the future, um, but it's really a deep due diligence process for us, where we keep in mind the institutional investor demand, the custodian's ability to support the underlying asset, uh, and more importantly, you know, the regulatory views on that underlying asset. So stay tuned.
0: Well, that sounds that sounds awesome. So uh, thank you very much, Ankit and Nishan. This was this was great uh, for our viewers and listeners. If you would like additional information on RDC please visit receiptsdepot.io. There's no T at the end of depot. Um, And for additional podcasts, just like this one, please visit forefrontcoms, C-O-M-M-S dot com. Thanks again
2: for viewing and listening.